We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. What's up, everyone? And welcome in to the Prediction Esports Backliners podcast. And boy, is that opening squeaky clean from me. Chat, let me tell you, Barra and I are, are going to kill this podcast because Barra instantly remembered to turn his OBS off so that his camera populated. I nailed that intro right there as far as tech stuff goes. I'm only peeking a little bit. Uh, we're feeling really good today. All right. And I think we're going to have a good show um, mm-hmm. because Barra, you guys went 2-0 and this week. A, a big week for the Renegades, huh? Yeah, one of the sets was pretty good. One of the sets was pretty bad. Um, Listen, man, <laughs> I don't mean to – this is going to come off sounding pretty harsh, but I think you need a little bit of tough love right now, okay? Uh, oh, this, uh, so you're going to roast me. A little bit, yeah. I don't you think know, that you can be fair. upset about any win that you've, you've gotten <laughs> when the last few – you know, last year went the way it did. Like, <laughs> you, you can, it doesn't matter how you win, man. You've got to just be happy with the win, all right? Dude. I was freaking out during game one of Obey. I was just like, why are we playing so bad? Like, I, I just wanted to, like, yell. And we actually got yelled at after that set by Roe because we were playing so bad and so uncoordinated and just sloppy everywhere. Like, all of our calls, I wasn't making good calls. I wasn't making good individual decisions. Like, I don't know why. I was just, like... We had such a big lead game one. Yeah, I was you did. so far ahead of Wowie. I was just like, this game's over. 
just keep it clean and we'll win. And then we started doing so many stupid things, me included. I walked over to the Gold Fury without beads and died to weaken because I was like, weaken ain't going to kill me. I'll just walk to this Gold Fury and steal it. And then he killed me. I'm like, dear God, what am I doing? Yeah, like, you got literally one shot. And I was like, yeah, that's the only outcome there. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, maybe he didn't see him. Like, that was the only no, thing I- that I thought. But you should have seen him. So I don't know. I 100% knew he was on the other side of that wall. I was just like... I was, like, level 14 or 15. He was, like, level 12 or 13. I was, like, he's not going to one-shot me. Like, he's he's not going to do it. I'll, I'll walk past him. I'll won the gold fury. I was literally holding my one, I think, for gold to try to steal. I'm just... And then after I died, I'm, like, what am I doing? That's the stupidest thing I could have done there. Like, yep. I either ult through it. I don't, I don't know if I was up. But if it is up, I either just ult through it if I'm making that, like, stupid play anyways to try to steal gold in a 1v4 or whatever it was. Right. And then... We took a terrible fight of the purple buff, which got them completely yep. back in the game. I think it was like a 3v5. I think Ducky TP'd that or something. And then Wowie. I was. I remember looking, and it was like 10,000 at 10,000. When I was up like three or four levels, up like 1.5k, which is massive in a Jingwei Huyi lane. Yep. That should never happen. And on top of that, Jake had Horus. Yep. And we sh- Jake's Horus is really good. And we should have never been in that situation to begin with. And then I also yelled at Solo. I didn't yell at Solo, but I got kind of mad at Solo after game one, which I feel pretty bad about because he built, like, movement speed on Nike. Yeah. And I was just like, that's terrible. Like, you should not be doing that. I feel like you're not influencing the fights properly. And we had, like, a discussion after that and a talk between, like, game one and game two. But I feel kind of bad about that, but I was, like, raging in the moment. And I was kind of heated because our game was so sloppy and it shouldn't it should never been that sloppy to begin with. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that know. was a tough one because you can't even feel like, okay, wait, when it's you and Ven, four people on Obey, they're walking towards your Titan and then they like hard turn towards mid Phoenix. <laughs> what was going through your head? They, okay, so we're on the same page. They 100% end that game, right? Like no I, doubt in my I, mind. I, I don't know, honestly. I haven't watched it back and seen like the exact. You didn't situation. have alt. You didn't have alt. Ven didn't have alt. You guys both did have relics. You had both beads and Aegis up for both of you, and they didn't How many have. Towers did we have? You had one solo lane tower. Oh. Oh yeah, because they walked to mid and got mid phoenix. Yeah, right? they went. They went mid and got mid phoenix. I think they end that game, dude. And they were I know they didn't have Merlin, but they were really healthy. Like they were really, really healthy. I think mm, they end. I think it's like a 80-20 they end. Right? Wait, do they have ults? Uh they did not have Ho Yi ult. I don't know if they had uh I don't think they mm. had because he played Fafnir that game, right? Inbounded. I don't mm-hmm. think they had Fafnir ult. Um Merlin wasn't there. Sir Ket. I don't know if she had alt. I don't know how much that really matters, I guess. And then um, I don't know if they had camo alt. Yeah, maybe the yeah, Odd Otters in chat thinks they just had camo alt. Uh, that sounds right to me. Wait, did they have fire? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my 80-20. I think that me and Vin can buy time if we both had relics. But it's a little risky. The cleaner call is to just go mid there, but... They definitely could have ended. And I thought in the game they were going to go for the end. And yeah. I was like, why are they going mid? That's a little weird. But, yeah, I think they could have ended, definitely. I um, feel like at some point, 
okay, it, there's always a percent, like no end. Okay, there are ends that are 100%, but there are a lot of ends that mm-hmm. teams go for that aren't 100% ends. Mm-hmm. In my mind, if you are th- 75% or more to end, you make the call every time. It's like it's like sitting on 16 in blackjack. Like you you just make a call when you start playing blackjack, you decide what type of player you are. Are you a hit on 16 or a sit on 16 type of player? Personally, man, I'm hitting on 16 every time. I'm going for any end that's anywhere near 70%. Especially in a game like that because what's the worst that happens to them if you, if they don't end right there? Like you you have to you, you don't even they don't lose right there, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't end. So I don't know. I feel like you got to go for it. Yeah, I think it's a a slightly risky call, but I do agree with you. I think they could have ended. Um, I mean, we're probably calling to end there just because that's a kind of, that's the kind of team that we are. <laughs> <laughs> Jake sees something to attack. He attacks. Yeah. Did we have a bad in call in like game two of Obey? Was it game one or game two? Um. I think we like tried to hit their tight or something and then just walked. Oh away. yeah, that was game two. You, there was three of you who like walked in <laughs> and like weren't even close. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it was not even yeah. close. <laughs> so hey, maybe you know if you are the wrong guy to ask, I suppose. But I don't know. I feel like I'm calling that end for sure. Yeah, I would have to watch it back in like a detailed, I guess, overview to see. I think who you had crit build as well, so his DPS is not gonna be that high. I think I had crit build, so my DPS on tanks would be high. And then Ben's Merlin. I mean, Ryshan. Sorry. Right. So his DPS is pretty, pretty good, but we don't have ults. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's fair. Close Either one. way. Yeah. We have, the, we have the benefit of hindsight where we know they don't go on to win that game. I think it, it it's yeah. acceptable, but not uh, maybe not optimal right there to go mm-hmm. for mid-Phoenix. But at the end of the day, Barra, you get, you get the, the 2-0. You you beat Radiance at the beginning of the week. What was that like? I mean, what, look, man, obviously you expect to go and win every set, blah, 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 player talk. That's what everyone says. Mm-hmm. But Radiance was looking real good, and you knew they were going to be pissed after getting absolutely <laughs> stomped by Rival. You're going to get angry Kennet. And then you guys, like, you came in with a game plan, I remember. It feels like a forever mm-hmm. ago because time is fake yeah. during during quarantine. Um, yeah. Feels like forever ago, but you guys came in, you invade purple over and over again, and then last goes right to defend a blue, and then you weren't there for a purple or a red like the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of start falling behind. It felt like your game plan like wasn't working anymore. And then all of a sudden, like team fights just start going your way. Like, what was that set like from your perspective? It was amazing because game one felt like. We could have won that set, but Benji just got, or that game, but Benji just got so massive. Like, there was one point where they were doing gold and Benji was uh, zoning us a purple. And I was like, let's kill Benji, kill Benji. I all attacked him for 70 and then 80, and I turned around because I was like, there's Never no mind. way we are killing that guy. And I mean, he just kind of ran game one, uh, which was a draft as well as a play error on our part. We had a really bad rotation, in my opinion, in solo side. We, like, all in Benji. Benji lived, and we, like, killed a roar for it or something, I think. Oh, yeah. And ever since, once that fight happened, we just lost the game, in my opinion. Like, you can't have that fight as our team comp and their team comp and expect to win. Because um, Benji just got massive. And that was our fault as a team to take that fight, in my opinion. Um, and then going into game two... Also, I tried to, I switched off the Hachi onto the Jing 
um because i wanted to have like more i'll say a late game presence obviously sure i think both are like really sick late game but it was just a different style that i wanted um and we switched up jake's pick as well and we gave them they were tattooing huyi and yamoja like every game as well right oh yeah we picked faf yeah that was right um, oh yeah it was fafnir so going into the fafnir pick jake <laughs> we actually banned him from playing fafnir and then the <laughs> day scrims? before yeah yeah because why we played i i think we had a really bad faf game in spl game yeah yeah we did oh yeah um, it was like week one wasn't it he was like holding his ult super long for some reason yep. okay. and he convinced us to let him play faf and he played it the day before we played and he popped off with it like he was hard carrying in fights as well as early game and then we put our full faith back in him because he showed us that like he had changed what we had told him to change and he just manhandled radiance <laughs> dude two. he was getting <laughs> in there bro like he was th there was no hesitation ever my man was yeah. jamming hammers down everyone's throat like left <laughs> and right the, the guy didn't miss i don't know dude and then uh game two we just way outplayed them in my opinion we took the right fights on the map we wanted jake was running around pressuring everyone and we outplayed them in duo and I don't know, we just played better than they did as a team, I think. And then we closed out the game. That was also a really good, I would say, like, closeout, I guess. Like, when you have a lead, you want to keep the pressure up and yep. then close out the game and make it feel good. That game felt really good. And then game three was a fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have game, a little bit of that, right? Yeah, that game was just, like, one of those ranked games where it was, like, a clean ranked game where, like, both teams are playing really well but it's just a slaughter fest. Yep. Like, and then Lazbra was going and making a ton of room on Circuit, and we kept trying to like get that perfect team fight. And Jake finally found it. Laz got Agni's beads, and we fought four v five and won because Jake had like the picture perfect. He jumped in horrific. I think he got Agni. Oh Dash yeah, Agni Dash. He caught Agni Dash. It was yeah. going to be a bad dash anyways. I think Tings would have face planted into the wall, but he didn't like mm -hmm. he was right next to that fire boulder that's on top side. Yep. And Jake caught his dash before he even hit the boulder, which was crazy. Mm -hmm. And he just had like really good jump horrifics that entire game that allowed our front line to just manhandle them. And oh, yeah, game two, um, I played really well around Thor. Um which was a big thing for me because I'm not the best player. I don't know. Being a carry, I mean, you would know. Being a carry into Thor is just really difficult. I think it's awesome like, because my favorite part um, is how I can beads, pre-beads his alt, and then still die before I get to use a movement <laughs> ability. That's my personal favorite part of playing against Thor. It, a close second is getting stunned from a mile away and taking 60% of my health. Um, that's pretty sick. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, me agusing the first spin and then dying to the second one right at the end of my agus, pretty much. That's pretty sick. Um, there's a lot of things I like about it, but that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So my whole job in those team fights, I didn't do that much damage game too because my whole job in my head was to just survive and not let what was happening to you and normally me <laughs> happen in those team fights, which I was just staring at adapting and the team. Like, you know how in a team fight you're paying attention to what's in front of you. Yeah. I was not doing that. 
I was my whole thought process was literally focused on adapting and finding adapting and not dying to his Thor. Just and, looking up at the sky the whole time. Yeah, literally, <laughs> there was a team fight at their blue buff where adapting ulted up, and I I was shooting Minju with my camera face like that way, and I was just like, "When are you gonna ult me? When are you gonna ult me?" I just ulted this ult. That's what you got to do sometimes, didn't you? Dude. There was like one gank and duo that he caught you off guard. I remember. I remember thinking. Or maybe you played it really well. It was one or the other. You either inted into it or played it really well. <laughs> but I remember him dunking you like in the middle entrance of duo or trying was to. Game one when I was touching? Yeah, I think it was. I fought him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like stood and fought him. Yeah, that was good. Mm. Okay, I remember. I was like, there was something that Barrett did against Thor that was either good or bad. <laughs> oh. Here I am. Okay, it was good and bad. Okay, so I fought him back there. And then later in the game. Uh, Benji like ran me down to red buff, and then last told me Thor was ulting, so I had a really awkward looking Hachi ult. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was like, rough. Thor, Thor. And so I just ulted away because I was like 75% HP, and I was like, if he dunks me, I'm gonna have to use actives, or I could just pre ult. Sure. Um, so <laughs> looking at it from top down, I just ult nothing. Yeah, you looked like a crazy person for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you look like a psycho. Yeah chat roasted me so hard <laughs> it was just like boomer reaction i'm like dude it's not because of the arthur i swear my teammate said there was a thor ulting me so i ulted like i don't know man i like even in the moment like i felt stupid doing it but <laughs> it's just one of those things where like you don't want to die you don't wanna get dunked yeah and i was already like tickling benji on the way out so i don't know it was it was rough. Yeah, sometimes that's what you got to do. It, it's, <laughs> you'll look stupid and not last, which is which is unfortunate. Shout out yeah. to Homie Faye in the chat, by the way. This is live, and welcome to the Backliners podcast. Um, I want to talk so, uh, kind of kind of about that because Thor is a good one um, mm -hmm. that you have to do a lot of things against. I talk about it on cast a lot, and I get a decent amount of questions whenever I, I'm streaming or something like that about. How do backliners peel for each other? And I think it's one of the biggest jumps that you have to make as a backline player going from a good ranked player to a pro player is how to peel properly as an ADC or a mid. Because when you think about who's peeling the most of the time, it's your support. Realistically, mm -hmm. the support peels at the very end of a team fight because they're usually initiating and it takes them some time to get back to their backline. So... One of the things I'll, I'll start with something that that I think is important, and then you can kind of expand. For me, spacing is like the most important thing about peeling for one another as a backliner because you have to be close enough. You know, I'm talking about from the mid perspective. I have to be close enough to my ADC that I can dump damage into whoever dives on them because mm -hmm. I'm not going to get focused if they're dunking on the ADC. But I can't be so close that I get hit by the same damage as getting dumped into the ADC. It's like the worst thing you can do is hold hands with your ADC mm -hmm. in the middle of a team fight. It is the easiest way to lose games is to have your, your two backliners get hit by the same initiation, whether it's Blink Gebalt or Thor Dunk or Hunbat's alt or anything like that. It's, it's like this really fine line of I have to be close enough to hit whoever hits that guy with my abilities, but I can never, ever get hit by the Even if you take like half HP from, from the same initiation – you like insta lose. You you just mm -hmm. insta lose that team fight pretty much. 
Yeah, it's a really fine line. And a lot of it comes down to your team comp and their team comp with spacing. Because if they only have lines, you can stay relatively close to each other. But if they have a big, I would say like a Gebel or a Ganeshul. Ganeshul is probably one of the hardest things to play around as a backline. it's so weird. Yeah, like there's so many corridors, especially a Fire Giant. Like I think we got caught off guard by Ganeshul a few times. Yeah, when we played uh, Sanguine. Um, I got caught off guard a few times by Ganeshul because he would just raw dog Ganeshul at me. And I was like, okay, like Vin can't peel me. I need to ult out of this or I die. And it's just situations like that where it's like, you need to realize you can't peel for each other and you just play to live there. Yep. And a, a lot of people have time or have a hard time figuring out which situation is which because sometimes you just want to leave your other backliner in the dust and just die with the boys. Yep. And I did that a lot in our set against Radiant. <laughs> because, Dude, you like, like assassin Jing Wade by Red Buff. You like, yeah. y- you did some weird, you did that against Obey too, where you just like mm-hmm. wrapped around the side of Red and just left Ven for the for the wolves <laughs> with a backline. I was feeling for him, bro. I mean, like like I said, there's sometimes where it, it's like you're, if you're into Kamazots, bro, like you're not I peeling that peel him off. You, nope. Yeah, like peace out bro good luck in that 1v1 i will try to win the 4v4 yep and a lot of people have a hard time figuring that out because it's like if you get too stuck in that mindset of oh my job is to purely peel for this person you're gonna miss out on all the opportunities of like hachi ulting into a back line and just diving their back line with your boys and you it's just it's really hard to i think you just have to play a lot there's no like perfect way to learn how to peel as a backliner without just playing a lot and realizing where you need to space with yourself as well as your uh, like friendly backliner as well as their front line yeah sometimes like even still like i'll be too close to vin i think we got hit by Dis- discordia too recently and like right after i was like yo we need to make sure we don't get hit by this disco why are we doing this like we're so stupid and yeah it's like yeah, I think a rule is if you can kill them, you should fight them. Yes. That sounds obvious. But if it's a god like Kamazots and he just dips up into the air and swoops you for like 800, probably just leave your boy. Whether right. it's you or your friend, just leave him. Like, Nothing your friend you should go help Yeah, everyone else. And But if it's like a Geb, like we saw in the Sanguine um, uh, Radiant set, uh, if it's like a Geb solo tanking, you guys just kill him together, man. Right. He always dies there. I think maybe it's like a Guardian Warrior thing. Because like a Guardian, you guys just space a little bit apart, just off of the AoE, and then you Sometimes. guys face the Guardian together. I think it's a of like, assassin, you die. I think it's a lot of like DPS time. Like how long? Like mm. if you see, if I see my ADC getting chopped down by an Osiris. Like, that Osiris is eventually going to kill my ADC, but it's going to take that mm-hmm. dude some time. And so I've got time as a, as a mage to just, like, dump my whole kid into the Osiris, and then we win the fight, right? Even if I'm mm-hmm. solo ulting that Osiris, if he's committed everything onto my ADC, and it's going to take him forever to kill him, then and I can just get him off of him, kill him, and then my ADC can, like, step up and do their nonsense, devours, gonna life lifesteal to full HP mm-hmm. in two seconds, and they'll, <laughs> and they'll be fine. That, that's, like, way easier to do. King Arthur is one that, like, I think a lot of backliners struggle against King Arthur because he's kind of both. Like, 
Mm-hmm. He's the type of back li- or frontliner that you can't peel at times when he's got big ult. But when he doesn't have big ult, you want to like, you want to. Is that the professional term? Yeah, big ult. I've been using that on cast, by the way, and I haven't gotten shit for it yet. So I'm going to keep using it when I can. He's got little okay. ult and big ult. Like, it's good. Yeah, uh, that makes perfect sense. Like, if he's got big ult, leave your guy. Like, because you can't help mm-hmm. that. But if he's got, if he doesn't have enough energy, he's already used big ult, something like that. It's, he's, again, going to kill your hunter, but it's going to take him a while. It's going to take him a lot of uh, cooldowns, mm-hmm. and, and then you can do that with just damage. But then it's different for assassins because they'll kill your boy quickly, but if you're like Raijin, you dashing in after they pre-beads, like whatever your hunter's going to throw at them, will like mm-hmm. get them killed instantly. So it's really identification of like what tool do I need to use here to save my guy. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChute.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. BlueChew's online physician is free of cost and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in a discreet package. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code BLUEWIRE. I think also you have like a, also like a half second to a second to make that decision in every team fight. Yep. Um... Also, it depends on your front line, in my opinion, because if your front line can live for a long time, you can always take the fight to their front line, regardless yep. of what their front line is. Like if it's a Camisots, and you could say, like in our set, we had a Nike. Our Nike's not dying. Like we can take that fight as slow as we want because our Nike will just have 4,000, 5,000 HP and hold W. Yep. Um, we still misplay the fights pretty, pretty badly in game one. Um, but it just depends on your front line and how much time you have until their back line can get to your back line. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Which too. Is, sometimes, dude, okay, uh, I'm going to bring up the Darda's flank. I think it was game two against Rival. Yeah. He, which he one? Flanked. Behind fire or behind Bro. gold? Because he did both of them in back to back fights. He hard carried that set. Also, Beast. He had no relics. He's like flanking around Fire Giant without relics. Beast. And just one shots both their backliners. And then on the Phoenix, Hilly walks up into PCAT and just one shots PCAT. And PCAT gets soloed by Dardes under a Phoenix. Like, yep. 
what? <laughs> like people don't respect Hera damage, bro. Like that ult slams. Like you just yeah. get crushed by that thing. It is nuts. Like Hera. Every time I read Hera's kit on paper, I'm like, this character is dog. Like she is awful. She does her scaling's not mm -hmm. great. Her base damage isn't great. But you just like, I don't know. When you're playing against that god, she just kills you. Like. Mm -hmm. So often, it's got to be Argus, right? Like that's the only thing. That's the like only difference between paper and, and practice that I think is really there. Argus is the Argus ass, range. Yeah, that's true too. Opinion. You can throw that thing to Texas if you wanted to, Dude. and it's just like I've been hit by Argus ult so many times where I'm just like, really? And it like, it, you it, it hurts. That that <laughs> it hurts, and then you know she's three in right after the fact, and those ticks are yeah. like really fast and it's seven and a half percent on each tick so you're getting hit by like a 30 percent scaling damage ability right away which is not that much like if it's by itself but when argus is like beating ass and, and going a million miles an hour like that's tough to deal with dude yeah i was really surprised watching it back uh in that in the phoenix fight especially because he just walked up and ulted and won and i was like that's so weird but then I think that comes back to SSG is playing the gods that they should be playing. Yep. I feel like Raptor on Kepri looked way better yep. than everything he was previously playing. And also Rival looked so... They were doing weird stuff, man. Yeah, they were doing weird stuff. I, I think that, that PCAT had a really rough set, um, mm -hmm. which is I uncharacteristic. Think as well. Yeah, Mike, just the duo lane in general, which was how mm -hmm. they just like absolutely slammed radiance like the week before mm -hmm. their duo lane just like didn't really get off the ground that's it which is weird because i think raffer vote has been one of the weakest duo lanes in the league so far like i expected mm -hmm. them to just get absolutely steamrolled um and, and they showed up and played really well it's really giving vote uler every game really helps um because it's yeah, kind of like bring that up. <laughs> pressure on demand but i don't know is there, is there really like I mean, you don't have to tell me because if it gives away your picks or anything like that. But, like, mm -hmm. is it really just they pick Uller and you go, well, it's his lane. See you later, guys. Like, I'll see you <laughs> in 20 minutes. Like, Panicat was sitting under tower the entire set. And the one yeah. time he stepped up, he got insta-soloed. Okay, Pcat missed a ricochet in his ult on the Uller. Yeah, that was I think he would have won that trade if he didn't. And then once he got soloed, he was, like, two, level, two or three levels down, and then the game was over. Yeah. And... Yeah, I think Pika, I think their duo lane looked really bad. I think Uller shined in that set because Vote's a good Uller. Um, he also changed up his build game to game. Um, he went like the auto attack build. I think he went Aussie XE one game. And then the third game, I think he went the Crusher pin build hmm. or Crusher power pin build. Um, and I, I was really interesting to me because normally when you decide what kind of Uller player you are, you stick with one build. Sure. And then he was able to switch it up on the fly. I'm not sure if that was for 1v1 potential or just obviously making your abilities do more damage or what exactly it was. But I was really impressed with Vote, and I was really impressed with all of SSG um, because they found their identity, which I think is a really important thing right now for teams is just in the first few weeks, you need to find your identity, which I think is what Radiance has been doing the whole time because they were practicing really tiny god pools. Like, their picks and bans are so straightforward like they just play like two or three gods in each right. role and i think that's how you make a team good that's also what chariot touched on after uh they beat rival in his interview was 
that you just got to go back to the fundamentals. If you're a new team, which I think most teams are. Yep. Is there a team? Only yeah, Sanguine. Oh, and Sanguine, yeah. And you just go back to the fundamentals. You work on a few gods in each role, and you just work from the ground up and basically like, hey, I'll play Hachi, Jing, Cherno the next three weeks, and we just work from that up and then start expanding from there. Yeah, I think that makes um, a lot of sense. I, I remember years ago, like literally years ago, I think it was season, I want to say it was season three, uh, I, I was at Steak and Shake with Aurora just like talking about Smite and like what, what his mentality was and that kind of stuff. And you remember that was mm-hmm. on Eager and mm-hmm. they played like three gods each and that was it. Yep. And I was like, yo, don't you think like, I'm just surprised the teams haven't done like xyz against you guys and like taking you off picks and bans that way and he's like dude if we just all play three gods perfectly even if they triple ban one guy and then pick his fourth option that guy's gonna be you know way way worse that game but the rest Mm -hmm. of us are gonna get everything we want and we're gonna be so much better because the rest of us got what we wanted that it won't matter if one guy is less effective this game and -hmm. i think that he's really brought that mentality to, to basically every team he's been on since then up until now and until now, like they weren't doing it. Now it feels like they are a little bit more. If I, Aurora is one of the best supports to ever touched the game. And if I never see him on Geb again, as long as I live, I'm good with that. Like there's no, why, why is he picking it, dude? That is not one of the three gods. I think he's always kind of loved Geb, right? Yeah. He's, he's an like, okay Geb player, but like it just, ne- it just never seems to work. It just never seems just, to work. He just always comes back to that Geb. For some reason, and I feel like he's been doing it for years. And yeah, Aurora gets like, like one Geb game a split, and everyone's like, <laughs> "Why? Just stop, dude! Just, <laughs> it's time to stop." I don't think it's I don't think it's Geb is that bad. I, I don't think, think it's bad either. I really don't. His other gods are so much better. Exactly, he's a good Geb player. He is yeah. one of the best Hercules players ever. Like, what's the point? Probably the best. Yeah, I'd say like. Omega was dominating in, with Hercules solo back in the day, but that was against, you know, back in the day yeah. players, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different. Like I actually watched back a uh, season one worlds today or oh, the yeah? last game. And I was like, dear God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like I missed an impale off of my own jump on Araxia in his own tower. Uh, Andy went sprint hog Alquong. <laughs> That sounds good. What's the problem, man? He's getting in there, isn't he? <laughs> like I, just, I didn't even. That's. It's just so weird to just go back and look at the metas, and just what players were doing back then. And it's just so embarrassing to watch how we used to play the map. Like bus were up every four minutes. Yep. And we weren't invading. No. Well, you got to get your buffs, man. I mean, you know, you got to be getting those. You got three and a half minutes to play in an invade and we couldn't do it? Yeah. No, I mean, you were busy. You know, you had to back then. Like, there, there was stuff you had going on. I think it all the time, like, if you, we could just, like, time travel current day Barracuda back and you would, like, take over your, your old self, you would literally 1v9 the entire league. And I think that is true for, like, every current SPL player. Yep. Dude, you put, like modern day Dardes in season one. Like you guys don't even, <laughs> you guys don't win a game. Like you aren't even close if he's on that team. Like it's just, yep. it's just the, the level of play is so much higher now than yep. like, bro, you put, 
you put modern day meerkat uh, in the SPL season one, he's dominating. Like uh, an SCC player could dominate the SPL back then, dude. I will not be having any meerkat disrespect. It's just the game, like mo- modern day SCC is more is is a is such a higher level than the old SPL. Mm-hmm. Dude, Jeff hit a pool and rooted instead of ulting. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's more pool, damage. And then Agni dashed away, and then his ult just goes poof. <laughs> yeah, but he was going to do more damage that way. That's how Sylvanas 1 works, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, that's, it was going to be sick, all right? It was going to yeah, be sick. It's just, I, like, I've done that a lot, and I've just gone back to watch how I used to play. Because everyone was like, oh, yeah, Barracuda, you used to hit, or you used to hit. You... Never miss an auto attack, and then I would just go back and watch. And I'm like, I missed everything. Well, literally just, everything. Everyone else was missing so many more auto attacks that it, that it felt like it. Uh, that was yeah. kind of the play. Oh, Kliz describing my least favorite thing of all time: Athena's who dash, auto attack, drop their three, <laughs> auto attack, and then taunt. I've said this many times on many different platforms, but it bears reiterating: If you ever get me on your ranked team, do not pick Athena, ever. <laughs> I hate you if you pick Athena on my team. <laughs> I hate it. No one can play that god. No one. And it is so mind-bogglingly easy <laughs> to be impactful on that god. And no one does it. They all have to three. They never walk around with their dash charged. They ne- they only ult when I'm 20% HP. Like, it drives me insane. I hate anytime I see an arena in my ranked in my in my ranked game or Athena in my ranked team, I instantly want to leave the game. I hate it. Yeah. Blitz says he's going to do it. Blitz, I will call you dog shit in the middle of the game. I will be mad because you're not going to play it right because no one can. (laughs) As soon as you get on my team, your brain shuts down. I swear. Like, it's not possible to do it right. Uh, On God, I can't do it. Also, it's also just like a blitz golf thing where like he gets on your team and his brain just shuts down. Well, yeah. Regardless of the god he Sure, that that is fair. Like, it's just so (laughs) tilting, man, because it's so easy. If you're ever I, playing Athena, just hold your dash up all the time. There is never a reason to be walking around without your dash charged, ever. Ever. You can cancel it and then three if you need to. Wait, didn't Yonic not pre-charge his dash on, like, in the United Radiant set? Yeah, and then he got he kicked. Died. Shocker. Yeah. Like, you gotta do it. <laughs> like, you gotta do it, man. <laughs> yeah, you actually kicked him that day. Like, you got. that game. Dude. You joined I, their comms and you're just like, bro. You like cannot be doing that. Like, come on, man. Like, you you gotta be keeping <laughs> Athena. There is never, ever a reason to not have your dash charges, Athena. There's no <laughs> argument, man. You could cancel it before you what? do anything. And it's instant. What if you're just like auto attacking creeps? Start dashing in between, dude. Start start warming <laughs> up. What are you auto attacking creeps for as Athena anyways, bro? I don't I don't get it, dude. I don't know. There's no reason. All right, Barra, we got to move on because I'm getting hungry and I haven't had a chance to eat. But I have to cover something that I uncovered. I discovered something very, very disturbing about you after last week's podcast. Chad, after last week's podcast, Barra and I were having a good time. We often talk for a while after the podcast. And Barra said a sentence to me that I don't think I've ever heard before in my entire life. And it was, I don't really like Disney movies. They're not good. (laughs) This is what's, an, what's the big deal here? Bro, as someone who has bad takes often, me, I've got a lot of them. This is They're an untenable. Overrated. This is an untenable. Like, you can't hold this position. It's just not, 
It's not They're possible. Overrated. How can you think this, dude? They're all They're- bangers. They're just bad. They're for children. This is an unbelievable double down by you. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I thought you'd backtrack. I thought you'd say, well, I watched some of them. I just don't go out of my way. I thought you were going to say something. You are doubling down on the fact that they're all bad. That's unreal. Sorry. I mean, they were good when I was a kid, but like, grow up, aggro. I don't know. <laughs> Imagine, dude. Imagine. What are you talking about? You're telling me that you're watching Moana and you're like, yeah, this movie's not very good. Are you serious, bro? What? Well, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yes, of course it was pretty good. <laughs> that's the point. They're all pretty Wait. good. I'm not saying they're the best thing that's ever happened to cinema, but they're well, all that's good. That's what you were acting like. You got so offended because I had an opinion. <laughs> okay, listen. To say they're all bad is, is just impossibly wrong. I'm not saying they have to be your favorite movies, okay? I'm just saying that you have to give them some credit here, that they put out good stuff, okay? If you collect them all into, like, a group, that group is collectively bad. I mean, you might have a few, like, good ones somewhere in there. <laughs> what? Okay, what, what, what's the worst Disney movie you've ever seen? What, give me some of the bad ones. Why would I watch them if I don't like them? How can you not like them if you haven't seen them, John? That doesn't make any sense. What? <laughs> why, would I, why would I go make a list of movies I don't like? Okay, well, what are some that you've seen that you didn't enjoy? I laying around like you do to think about for 10 hours what my perfect sandwich is. Okay, first of all, just because you're not elevating your mental state to the next level is not my problem. Okay, I'm sitting <laughs> no, here. You put half a tomato on a sandwich. Not a half a oh, tomato. What? Thick, thick tomato. By the way, I had a pub sub earlier on this week. It was delicious. It was so good. Oh, did you ask for a thick tomato? I didn't. I actually got it without tomatoes because sometimes their tomatoes are a little bit too thinly sliced and they just kind of fall apart and it's like not even worth having on there. So I, I took a I took a gander at the tomatoes. I wasn't liking what I was looking at, you know. You don't judge tomatoes by their looks, Agro. Of course you do. Well, what Are else you really you... that shallow? Yes, yes, absolutely. I am. What else would you judge them on, man? They don't they don't <laughs> okay. have a character. Okay, like I can't I can't ask the tomato if it's going to be good or not. I have to look at it and decide if it's going to be good. All right. So... Don't don't get away from the question, Vera. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember bad Disney movies. All right. What okay. is your favorite? Di- what are some good memory. ones? What? What are some good Disney movies? You said Moana was pretty good. What What are some yeah, that Moana are acceptable? Uh, I like the first Toy Story. Wow. That's out on a limb. Good call, John. Great movie. Thank you. Uh, Lion King was pretty good when I was like seven. I wa- Fun fact about me, I forced my aunt, who watched me when I was a kid, to uh, let me watch oh. The Lion King every day when I was a kid. I watched it every single day. And you still watch it every day? No. I do not. I actually haven't seen it in a long time, but it's still one of my all-time favorites. Cars is terrible. Cars, I do think, is a little bit overrated, but I wouldn't. It was still good. It was a good movie. No, it was not good. It was late. Just cringe. It was not. <laughs> oh good. no, dude. What? <laughs> okay. I don't remember Brave. There. Yeah, B- Destiny forced oh. me to watch Brave because she said it's her favorite movie, her favorite Disney movie. I watched yeah. it. It was very enjoyable. It was good. The music was great. I loved that. I liked the little, uh, if you guys are, you know, if you guys are Smite fans, you're sitting here listening to a Smite podcast. (laughs) Brave has a lot of uh, Celtic lore, like, comparisons that are very interesting. And you can compare it to to RDO and to the Morrigan and that kind of stuff. I thought it was good. Brave was solid. You said you hated its guts. 
Wait, Big Hero 6 is really good. Big Hero 6 was great. I think I cried during that. Did yeah, I cry? that was a good one. I think I cried. Have I'm you seen sure Coco? I, I didn't like Wally. Uh, no, was that Coco's was that like pretty a... recent? If you don't, if musical. you don't cry watching Coco, you should already have a schedule like appointment with a therapist. For what it's worth, I think everyone should have a therapist because I think it's just healthy for you. But you have emotional issues if Coco doesn't just destroy you on the inside. Okay. Uh-huh. Is that a musical? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it has. Man, I'm not watching it. What? I, I, I hate, I hate musicals. You hate all musicals. Yeah. <sighs> you liked Moana. I, okay, that was different. Oh, it's good enough. <laughs> like Coco I, is good enough. Bro, I haven't seen it. How would I know? I'm telling you, it's good enough, man. <laughs> Watch Coco, and you're gonna cry, and you're gonna like it. All right. Is it on Netflix? Flareboot says, I just read the plot for Coco. That film looks awful. Flareboot, that is the most. <laughs> what are you saying to me, dude? Like, what? I just read the plot. I didn't get any of the emotion in the music. What are you talking Okay, I can't handle this. I'm going to have to close the podcast, dude. I can't handle it. I'm never going to yeah, show up for one of these bad. again. That, that that sounds pretty bad. I agree with everybody. What you re- are you kidding me? You just read the plot right now? I googled plot for Coco, and uh, it's not great. What are you saying, dude? I'm losing my mind. I can't handle Bro. this. What? Who doesn't? What? That's like that's what? like, dude. That's like reading the the plot to a, a a great mystery novel and being like, oh, that isn't that surprising. I just read the whole thing. <laughs> what? You can't say that. It's not how any of this works. I'm punching right now. I'm full. I'm going I can't full. Judge John something Finch. off the plot. What do you mean? I can't judge something off the plot. That's uh, like, that's the plot. It's about that's the, the majority of the movie. It's about the journey, Barra. That's not how any what? of this works, dude. <laughs> it's not, what? Oh you want to watch God. a musical for the journey? You don't have any understanding of. <laughs> Of how entertainment works at all. Like, you don't get the bear. Like, you don't understand it. I can't do it anymore, dude. I have to find someone else to do the podcast. Yes, I'm having a mental breakdown. I have to find someone else to do the podcast with. This is the last episode, man. I can't do it. You should just do it with your big old tomatoes. <laughs> okay. All right. I have a thick one over there. This is unbelievable. You know, I shouldn't have done – like, I I didn't have a chance to eat dinner or or lunch or anything today. We had a long SPL day. Doing doing this podcast and bringing up this this topic on on an empty stomach was just – it was never going to work, dude. It was never going to work. Especially because I don't even know what movies are Disney and aren't Disney. And so it's kind of a troll to you to just tilt you, and it's worked pretty well. I've gone, dude. I'm not even on this planet anymore. Yeah, I don't... You're actually tilted so hard. <laughs> you look up the plot and say it, it, did, it isn't good. I honestly didn't even read the plot either. I just wanted to do it. Uh, all right. Well, that's good. That's good news because now you can actually uh, watch the movie and enjoy it. That's the payback that yeah. I demand. For, before... I'm not, I'm not going to watch it because it's a musical. I still hate musicals. That was true. <sighs> You're going to like it. It's good. It's a good movie. What about Finding Nemo? Musical. All right. No one can hate Finding Not Nemo. Good. Not good. All right. Well, 
What? Thanks for you listening to the Backliners podcast, everybody. Uh, do not <laughs> rate this. Do not rate this podcast based on Barra's horrible, horrendous opinions. I will try and find a new podcast partner, but no promises <laughs> on that. Uh, make sure you guys are following the the Prediction Esports channel and and, and uh, all the great podcasts they do. All the other co-hosts on this channel probably. <laughs> Uh, have some understanding of how entertainment media functions and how it works. Um, unlike my co-host, who um, is beyond hope at this point. Uh, everyone spam F in the chat for Destiny, uh, Barra's great girlfriend who has to deal with this guy on a regular basis. I don't know how she does it. Um, this is unbelievable. And uh, that's going to do it for our podcast this week. Uh, make sure you give us a rating based on my good, pr- my, based on my good stuff, not based on Barra's idiocy. And we'll see you next time here on the Backliners podcast. Thanks for dealing with us. Uh, I'll be back next week. I swear. <laughs> not if I can help it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.